0: this podcast is a member of the voices of wrestling podcasting network visit voices of
1: to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews columns opinions and updates across the world of wrestling
2: Kind of a, a mini episode of the uh, BritRest Roundtable where we're—I'm uh, joined by Ollie Court. Hey there, Rob. And the two of us are gonna be going to be uh, looking at the uh, last year's Euro draft that uh, myself, Ollie, Arn, and Ian did. Uh, looking at kind of a, a year on—I uh, think eleven months on actually—but you know, close enough. Um, and uh, seeing with the the benefit of hindsight a year later, who actually did draft the the best roster. At the time when we did the vote, I won. Although I only won by like one vote from Arn, so it was it was very close. But like, I get a feeling we're we're gonna have some shifting around. Um, a year later, we'll we'll set up some sort of uh vote for for you guys. Um, after this has gone out, so you can vote uh for for who's won because you're obviously way better impartial. Um. <laughs> Judges of of who's better, because of course I'm going to think I, I, mine was the best, um, which which it was. Vote, vote for me. Tooting horn. Yes, yeah. So um, I guess we'll uh, we'll start by by running down some of the rosters, and uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of share some some thoughts as we go through. So um, we'll start with let's 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 go in reverse order of the way the vote finished. So who
1: yeah. came? <laughs> I believe it's that's, uh me up first. Then. Yeah. <laughs> with Nine percent
2: of the the original vote.
1: Not loved in its own time, my roster. Uh, but let's see uh, a year later whether it's the strongest.
2: So you opened up with with Jimmy Havoc. Would you a year on? Would you be behind that that hmm. that first roster pick? Well, because for me, it seems a little early.
1: Yeah, I think as a first round pick, it's probably the weakest of the four first round picks we made. Um, I was, I drafted that on the basis of his heel run in progress was excellent. And like, he kind of anchored that promotion through probably its best period, uh, creatively. Um, and like, I felt like he had it in and do it again. Uh, as we've seen this year. <laughs> maybe not quite hit the highs of that run, but uh he's still he's still all right <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm still behind drafting him,
2: yeah, definitely a good guy to have but I, for me it's it's been a combination of havoc's hype dropping a little because his face run it's as you said it it's never really hit the heights of the the heel run, but also a lot of the um the second and third round picks and you know even further down. They've built themselves up a lot yeah. in the the, the subsequent years. So like, looking back now, you picking Havoc ahead of, uh, I don't know, like a, a Skull, a Volta, um, even a a later pick like like Banks looks, you know, <laughs> it doesn't look like the
1: smartest decision. But at the yeah, time, it would have made a lot raised, more sense. Definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, your second second pick was Pete Dunne.
1: That that um, looks very good in hindsight. <laughs>
2: if you just swap those two around, like a year later, it, it looks a lot more right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine he's going to go real quick uh, next year because it's it's crazy to think how quickly Pete Dunne has elevated. Mm-hmm. Like, beginning of 2016 was when he was just starting out in the big promotions. Like, that's a year and a half ago. That's nothing. It he was. In a a four man tournament, uh, Rev Pro making his debut there. Um, and people didn't really think he had a chance because he hadn't really been in the promotion before. Um, I think he was with El Liguero, um,
1: Flash Morgan, I think. Flash Morgan and
2: what? Boden probably. (laughs) Boden? Probably
1: Boden. Um,
2: and that, he only got that spot because someone got injured. I think it was Andrew Everett and vacated the cruiserweight title. And then from there he kinda of morphed into the bruiserweight, um, had a great run as the the cruiserweight champion, really like nailing out his character, moved into progress at first as just like the Dunn brothers, which I think would have been right around the time when we were doing
1: the draft. Yeah, because I I, I put him in with uh Damien Dunn, which is crazy. Like <laughs> that's only a year ago and now they've veered off on such wildly different paths. Um, yeah, yeah. Dunn had really—he was kind of a reach at the second round pick um, in the draft last year, and you definitely wouldn't think that now. It's been a yeah, big year like for it him.
2: was. I, I can imagine you were doing it on the the strength of his um, RevPro uh, cruiserweight run, and and kind of the potential he had there, in that he was just breaking into um, progress. He was nicely pred- positioned in RevPro. Um, but but even you um, could, probably couldn't have imagined just how how much of a, a mainstay he'd have become in the the following twelve months, both in progress and then in WWE UK itself.
1: So that, that I I'm I'm very proud of that pick. <laughs> uh, it's probably probably like um, the pick that's like gone up most in value. Uh,
2: ye y- maybe Banks, which we'll get to later. Yeah, but yeah. like yeah, it's. I'll I'll be amazed if he isn't a first round pick um next next time, um so that was I was a nice gamble that's kind of <laughs> levelled out your your initial havoc pick. So your next two were Joe Kofi Ryan Smile. Both of these, they've had good years, but neither have like blown people yeah, away.
1: again they both showed a lot last year, um big potential, and I don't think either have like broken through as they could have potentially. Um, be it not working in, like, the trendiest of places for coffee. Um, he's been one of those guys who've been screwed over by Five Star and, uh, World of Sport, uh, despite, like, he was, like, being well-positioned there and nothing ever came of it. And then, uh, for, um, Smile, he's just not quite made it as a main eventer. Like, his run in OTT as the champion's been a little bit disappointing so far.
2: Yeah, like he he's he's everyone still thinks he's very good, yeah, and like he's kind of he's he hasn't quite been able to shake the the kind of stigma of being like um budget will osprey <laughs> <laughs> like he's the guy you get when you can't get will Osprey and like he hasn't developed i guess enough of a character to kind of be his own thing in a way he's like in a lot of places he's will Ospreay's tag partner still um. Which is perhaps somewhat of a disservice to him, but he hasn't, as you said, he hasn't broken away in the way that a lot of these third and fourth round picks that we're we're looking at from the other guys, they, they've raised their stock a lot in the last yeah, year. Yeah. These two, roughly about the same. You could maybe argue Coffee's dropped slightly. Smile might have slightly elevated, but he hasn't moved too much. Yeah. Like, not terrible picks, but again, like, With hindsight, they do look a bit early.
1: Yeah, they're probably going to go down next year Mm -hmm. or or this year even.
2: And that that will more be that the rest of the scenes moved up, but yeah, yeah,
1: again higher Um, bar.
2: For your um your first foreign pick, you went with O'Reilly, which I think is a a very strong pick, although he hasn't had the most amazing of years. He's not
1: he's not been wrestling anywhere. Yeah, (laughs) he's had like five matches all year.
2: He's been hampered by contract situations, but like um. Everything he has done has still been very good. Yeah. So I'd I'd still be like, there's there's nothing wrong with that pick. At all. And he's like, uh, a yeah.
1: he's one of the main guys in the BJ Cup coming up. Ah, indeed.
2: Your next two picks: Paul Robinson, Rampage Brown. Paul Robinson, like, is he retired? Because he's kind of <laughs> retired in progress. <laughs> he retired and then in
1: he's... progress, at least. But now he's and then he wrestled of back. in
2: lucha forever, yeah. and like he's kind of talking about having another run. I'm I'm very confused. It's
1: kind of like the Pollyanna retirement, uh, which lasted about two months.
2: But I I feel like Robinson's retirement is more of a, you know, it, he listed health reasons and they are actual health reasons. But then he went and wrestled a semi-main event, so I'm I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. But either way, like in the last year, his stock has dropped quite a bit, oh, more yeah.
1: due to not working. Again. I still think he's very very good. Um. But again, like we say, the bar's raised, and (laughs) my picks haven't gone with it, unfortunately. Apart from Pete Dunne,
2: (laughs) yeah, and I think Rampage Brown, like he he, again, he's good, but like he doesn't jump out at me as like a one of the better guys in the UK at the moment. Like you throw him into any match, and it would be good, but like name the last great Rampage Brown match. Mm.
1: I'm really searching. It's kind of freestyle special. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Like his his Atlas run didn't do a lot for me. Which, in general, that whole Atlas division has for me has been a big disappointment.
1: Yeah, it's now um, the Riddle division basically. <laughs>
2: yeah, and it's like it it it's meant as big lads wrestling and Riddle. Yes, he is over two hundred five pounds, but he doesn't wrestle like a big lad. What that's it's not in the spirit of the title, down, it? <laughs> um, but yeah. um... Two more picks that haven't haven't you know, self admittedly haven't, haven't. This, really this isn't looking
1: good, is it? <laughs>
2: it isn't. You've you've got Pete done so far, and everyone else has been well. They they're good. But, Condemned myself. But. <laughs> um,
1: right, I think some picks coming up are looking. Okay. Yeah,
2: this next one's Tony Storm. That's yeah, that's a go. pick that's risen. Um, that's... I
1: mean, I did have the number one women's pick, so I couldn't really miss on that one. <laughs>
2: uh, yes, but like, I'd say you. Got the number one woman there. Yeah, it, it, still. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, Ginny has got closer to her, I think, but she's still quite a way behind in the ring. Dali has kind of been hampered by her injury. Kaylee Ray's still a couple of steps behind her. Nixon's gone now, but I was. You know, yeah, great pick, uh, and and then you went with Rhea O'Reilly after that, which nah,
1: she's
0: been injured, by so
2: it's
1: been difficult. Yeah, difficult to tell with her.
2: Next up, you went uh, Mastiff and Eva. Two more picks. <laughs> well, you can, you <laughs> Let's can get on to the next back. two.
1: But there we go. That'll be better. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, same old story with Mastiff and Eva. They they haven't done a whole lot for themselves. It, Eva's really disappointed me recently. Mastiff have been caught up with the whole world of sports stuff. But your next two, they're they're two that you nailed, and I'm, you know, looking back, it's like how did we leave them so late? But it's a lot of that is in the last year they really have come on leaps and bounds, uh, both in where they're working and their work itself. Uh, Chris Brooks and Damien Dunn, um, two great late round picks.
1: Yeah, obviously Chris Brooks with uh the CCK stuff's gone gone to another stratosphere in Britrest, basically. Like he and that brand together with Lycos and Banks, uh are sort of like the next breakout stars like British Strong Style were last year. And then Damien Dunn's uh revived his career somewhat after the split from Pete Dunn um Pete Dunn going off and doing great things. Now Damien Dunn's reinvented himself um going all in on the antifun police gimmick and doing a cracking job with it.
2: Yeah, took him quite a while. Like if we'd have done this a few months ago, I'd have maybe said like Damien Dunn like Yeah, he probably belongs a bit higher, but like he's he's still still kind of bland a little bit in most places apart from attack. But in the last uh what is it, last couple of months or so, he he's taken the, the anti fun gimmick and he's he's basically doing it everywhere he works now, with a couple of exceptions, but it's kind of he's finishing off the feud he's in and then he's probably going to turn and um, go back to, to no fun um, and you know that, that that character that's set him apart um, has really been a boon to him and he's just started in progress again now uh, doing his own thing and he, he's not just um, Pete Dunne's brother anymore which he was for quite a while after Pete had broken up not even out. his real brother
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright now you can put me back on trial <laughs> can stop praising Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: Laura Di Matteo.
1: I'm going to you know, rescind a, that one. <laughs>
2: for a third round um, woman, like, looking at the, the other people we picked in the third round, I think you did pretty much as yeah, well as... I, I think the
1: the pool in the, the women's uh women's wrestling in Britain has gotten deeper now. Um, oh, incredibly. So, definitely. Yeah.
2: And that's even with the, the women who have left. Which has been quite a few.
1: So, yeah, and Di Matteo and Shanna probably won't get into the top six. I mean, Di Matteo might squeeze in, but, like, they're not going to be in the third round of um, the women's draft, I wouldn't think. No, you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so.
2: And then Shanna, I don't think I've seen a match from her in the last <laughs> year. Like,
1: um, no, she's mainly been jobbing in stardom and, I guess, working other places.
2: Probably Portugal? Yeah. yeah. I assume they have shows in Portugal. I know she's Portuguese, but yeah. Um, not not an area I'm particularly familiar with, I, I confess. Um, then you've got Dan Maloney, um, who's another guy who hasn't broken out to the degree that... Yeah, He's kind of in the weird middle tier. It's
1: a little surprising that he hasn't broken out. Uh, like, particularly at all yet since he was in WWE UK. Um, Fight Club Pro use him really, really well and he's developing nicely there. I think give it maybe another year and he'll be the breakout next year.
2: <laughs> yeah, you look at the WWE UK guys and like he's kind of almost the only one who is good and gets work in places that people care about but isn't like. A big star, yeah. Like you, you've no kind of got British land. strong style. You've got <laughs> Mark Andrews, who's like the top tier yeah. uh, of those guys, and then it's like it's Dan Maloney, and then like below that, it's like everyone else. It's like Muscle, Muscle Cat. Cat, yeah. <laughs> and Joseph Connors and uh, James Drake, who is nowhere to be seen in progress, thankfully now. Um, but yeah, you keep going with your heel heat. Well done. Well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, after that, you've got, um, but 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 going back to Maloney, I think he will probably climb up the ranks a little bit. Like that's that's a good that's that's a good pick this end.
1: Yeah, and I'd say Flash Morgan Webster as well. Uh, next up was a decent pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did pick him injured, so
2: yeah, that that deep, yes.
1: Yeah, he's he's but good I value for that think... late. <laughs>
2: he, he still doesn't do too much for me. Yeah. Like, he, he, Peaks around three and a half stars for me, and I get, you know, I get recommended all these matches and like looking through reviews, going, oh, that's four and a quarter. I should watch that, and then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, it was fine. That's kind of where I kind of peak with with Flash, but yeah, other people seem to like him, so they, I'm I'm the odd one out there. Um, after that, you got T Bone and Clint Magiera. Yeah. Fine again. T Bone's kind
1: of? fake Irish accent on WWK was hilarious. Uh, I
2: completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. T Bone did think not that, get the call back. <laughs> that that's that's a great pick just for that. Like, <laughs> oh, that was incredible. He was doing the whole um, the whole gypsy gimmick, and uh, <laughs> I remember like watching it and being like. Is he doing an Irish... He's
1: not
2: Irish, is, <laughs> is he? putting on an... He, he can't even do one. He's terrible at it. Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Time. So I think
1: the pick has value for that. At
2: least. <laughs> yes. Clint, on the other hand, like, he's... You know, he, he was a deathmatch guy a year ago doing apparently good deathmatch things. I can't really tell what a good deathmatch is because I don't enjoy them. I imagine he's still doing that. Yeah. He is what he is. Um... Your next foreign pick, though, I think his stock has risen a lot uh, in the in the last year, last year uh, in Shane Strickland. Um He he's gone from a guy who's like he he was kind of where like maybe a, a Desmond Xavier or a Jason Cade is now, and he's he's gone to where like an Osprey was a year ago. Now Osprey's gone even higher since then. But uh, yeah, Strickland's really moved up in the ranks. So
1: looking at looking back, that was a, that was a great pick. Yeah, I'm very happy with that one.
2: Uh, and then you've got the Hunter brothers.
1: Yeah? yeah, I I think they're definitely good value this late on with only a couple of picks to go. Um, I saw no one had taken them, and you know they're very versatile and excellent tag workers. So even though they may not ever be like stars, I think they're they're strong assets to have.
2: I don't think their, their stock's particularly risen since last year, but like, last year they were good value taking them this deep, and still now they're good value. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked to, to see them maybe climb a couple of ranks. Um, but, but as you said, probably not too high, because they're, they're always kind of, kind of gonna be, at best, an upper mid card act who have very good matches, but they, they like have an anti-star or <laughs> around them,
1: <laughs> and, i don't like mean.
2: I I enjoy them as well. But like the one place where they they don't feel like they they out of place towards the top of the card is attack because everything goes in attack.
1: Kind yeah, and uh, but they're excellent as the brothers of construction. Um, and p- doing the heel turn and then the fake face turn at press start five was excellent. So
2: yeah, yeah. Um next you've got um Mayu Iwatani. We pretty much went um the stardom <laughs> three here. And then I got left with like, oh, who else do I go for? Um who has worked in the UK? Ah, Gail Kim, she's really good. Um yeah. Um that's a good pick. If anything, her her star's kind of risen a little bit in the last year or so, just because she's she's kind of gone from the, the level behind Shirai and Hojo to kind of, on a par with them and then, obviously those two have, have now left, so she's kind of left as the ace or, I think Shirai's on the verge of leaving I'm not quite sure I'm, I'm up to date on the details but, you know, she's she's going to be going at some point, so yeah, yeah. that's they're, they're a good pick a good pick Um, and then with the final two picks you went Kim Ray and Tiger Alley
1: uh well, Tiger Alley went nowhere in the WWK. He didn't even get into the tournament. Um, yeah. And Kim Ray, he retired <laughs> and came back all in the space of the last year. Um, and I don't think he's a particularly good babyface right now. But we'll see what he can do with Alter. Uh, shortcut to the top.
2: Yeah. Um. He kind of seemed to me like he came back worse, which was like, oh,
1: <laughs> great. A little but... bit, yeah
2: yeah when you get in that deep like we we were kind of scraping and i think it'd be cool to see this time when we do it i think we are planning to do it with one extra person so it won't be completely comparable but in general i think there's there's more good guys on the scene this year which is quite impressive because last year i remember talking about like how how deep we were going without yeah. having to really stretch uh it was only like in the last couple rounds and and this year uh, i think we, we'll have even more to choose from um so overall even like a year on it it hasn't your roster hasn't aged particularly brilliantly gotta
1: say um, <laughs> no no i i i understand that completely uh, there's a couple of flash picks like pete dunn and chris brooks which have aged very well um, yeah you've got
2: a you've got a couple of diamonds in there but like across the board like the the bar has risen and most of your guys are kind of <laughs> there's a trend of them kind of being Have about not met the, the same bar. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I... sounds like you you can't argue too much with your your last place finish um but uh, you you've got a chance for redemption um, oh yeah, no i intend
1: up. to redeem myself by not at least finishing last um next month or whenever we're doing it uh
2: end of july in theory, we'll, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, so yeah, next was Ian. So we'll we'll be able to pick apart his uh, his roster now without him even be able to
1: uh, <laughs> defend it.
2: Um, but he started with Mark Haskins. And you can't really pick that apart in any way. Um, he was great then. He's great now.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like. Th- the, the one thing you could perhaps say is that, like, he perhaps stands out a little less now.
1: I I think the... he, cer- he certainly um did not acquit himself excellently at Super Strong Style, and I think ar- around me, the people standing near me, there was a general negative consensus on him. I just felt like people were into him a little less than they have been over the last year. Um, whether that was because of Pussy Bitch or not, I don't know, um the infamous 19 second promo ranting and raving uh <laughs> somewhere in Camden which didn't uh particularly uh display the his intense. mic skills in any, yeah. in any way um so i don't know like i d- probably don't think he's going to be first round this year that's that's my hot take
2: probably not but if I, I can't see him dropping much lower than second round no, no.
1: And like, a, high pick,
2: a lot of, a lot of that will be that other people have risen and he's still at the same very high level, but like, I wouldn't say he's particularly in a better position than last year. Maybe very, very slightly lower, but he's still up there and he's still great. And, and of course, since then, he's, uh, he's been in PWG a couple of times. Has he been back since Bolo? I think so, once. Maybe. Who knows? Who even watches PWG? <laughs> um, but um, second pick, Jack Gallagher? That's... Um... It's difficult
1: to analyse, obviously, because he left for WWE pretty soon after the draft. Um, that's that's true. I, um... I think he's done pretty okay within the Cruiserweight division there, but it, like it's impossible to stand out in that. He did get a Royal Rumble spot, though, so he's clearly doing something okay.
2: He did. He's. I don't, again, I don't think he'll be as high this, well, he won't be on it. He won't at all. be on it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, if we were including WWE, which obviously is a big hypothetical, I, I think his stock maybe has dropped a little bit, but, uh, again, other people have risen more than he's dropped, if that, that makes sense. Uh, like, for example, his third pick, um, I would have said, with the the benefit of hindsight, is a better pick than mm-hmm. the Gallagher, his second pick, which is actual Dieter Jr.
1: he um, nailed this one.
2: Him, ever since his heel turn, which wasn't too long after the draft, what was that? That was like October, maybe? Yeah, September, October. Maybe a bit earlier. Um, it was pre-tag league, definitely. Um, he, he really, like, that, that switch of alignment did did wonders for him, Um And he really became one of the the top guys on the scene. Um, So, yeah, in retrospect, hell of a pick for for the third round. Looking across, other than maybe Galloway, probably the top third round pick, maybe second top third round pick. I'd, I'd take him ahead of Gibson and Kofi, definitely.
1: I mean, data's come on leaps and bounds, and Ian having the foresight to pick him even pre-heel turn was, was very strong. I think we ummed about this one a little bit um, when he was a face, but yeah, the, the ring camp stuff was excellent, um, and he was a big part of that.
2: Yeah, uh, Ian gets uh, mad props for that one. <laughs> um, fourth up, Josh Bowden. For a lot of people, that would be very unpopular because in general i get the general feel that people don't think he kind of deserves his spot in Rev Pro, but i think he always delivers like i, I think I'm he's gotten
1: better fan. this year i would say
2: he's got better but at the same time like i i wasn't opposed to this pick at the time no. and i i think he's he's has improved since since the last year he's i think bodum's really good and i i realize that's somewhat of an unpopular opinion but yeah i'm I'm behind that pick from uh from uh Ian. Fifth up, uh Kotaro Suzuki. I remember at the time thinking like, Oh, that's that's a weird one. Um and uh looking back, yeah, still a weird one. Not I don't even is he still with Wrestle One?
1: No, um, he's... I have not seen a Kotaro Suzuki match this year, if you <laughs> I don't
2: think I have either. Um
1: I know Ian likes him though, so
2: yeah. Me... He's allowed to
1: pick who he wants.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not, it wasn't who I'd have picked as I picked Chris Hero, but, you know, he's Suzuki's good.
1: Actually, but... I, lie, I think I saw Katara Suzuki versus Go Asakawa at one of those really small K-Dojo shows, um, and it was quite good.
2: <laughs> well, there we go then. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I feel to to even comment on this having not seen him but uh in his choice of any international guy who could have worked in the uk
1: it's it's, yeah, a, it's a strange one but it's a it unique was a one strange well. one <laughs>
2: um, but yeah uh, and then next up um i think it's impossible to criticize this this person because it's ian's favorite wrestler Sha uh, samuels like yeah of course ian was going to pick him um, I was almost surprised you didn't pick him earlier. Um, yeah.
1: Can do I a good like moonsault. He,
2: he can. He can do an amazing moonsault. And it, every time he does it, it surprises me. I'm like, no, you, you can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. I've seen you do it a couple of times, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's weird. I feel like if anyone else had picked Shah in this spot, it would have been like, nah, you picked him too early. Ian, this is the right point for Ian to pick him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I imagine he will pick him Stuck to his guns. similarly um, in the following Eurodraft if I ever get around to asking him if he wants to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm awesome going to ask enough, him before this gets released invitation. so this won't be his uh, invitation, but yeah. If I remember, anyway. Um, next up, El Ligero.
1: Can't yeah, argue that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, El Ligero, in the sixth very round, solid so. wrestler. Yeah. There, there are there are guys lower than him that, in the benefit of hindsight, were better picks. But there are guys above him who I'd probably take Ligero, Ligero over now. So yeah, solid pick for this round, definitely. Uh, for his two uh, two women, he went for Kaylee Ray and Viper.
1: Both Scottish. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's he's uh repping his nation there. But you but, know, so... Viper
1: just got the uh the May Young classic call up and Kaylee Ray's doing really, really well everywhere she goes. Probably like the second best women on woman on the scene right now, I would say. Uh
2: around there, definitely. Like the I look at those two and I don't go like, Wow, you've you've definitely won the the women section of, of that little bit, but like he hasn't lost it either. Definitely, he's is. They're good picks. They're good picks, definitely. Um, next up, uh, he went Charlie Garrett, who for a while it looked like that was going to be a great pick, and then he's kind of stopped being used by Rev Pro in OTT. He's lent too hard on the gimmick. Uh this is Charlie Sterling now. Yeah, Charlie
1: Sterling <laughs> with a pound oh, sign on his trunks.
2: Yeah, he's. He, he hasn't necessarily capitalised on some fairly big opportunities he was given, and he's yeah, kind that's true. fallen out yeah, like of he's the He's had good a matches
1: bit. and good character work. It's just you know, he, yeah. <laughs> as you say, his stock seems to have gone down rather than up despite getting opportunities.
2: Yeah, like he he was consistently good, not great. And when there's like other people around him getting opportunities and being great in them, like that's kind of he's comparatively, comparatively lost his spot, I guess um but yeah an okay an okay pick for for this deep um and next he went with the the infamous williams sisters um doug williams and kenny williams i'd say kenny's stocks maybe risen a little bit and doug's has probably dropped a quite a bit
1: No, well doug's on the back end so probably fair for him uh Kenny though, uh, like, as you say like he's gotten some opportunities but kind of not a whole lot like he's sort of been pigeonholed as an opening match guy and hasn't really gotten the chance to really de- like sink his teeth into a, like a, a big feud or like a big showcase match in ICW or whatever he's
2: like, he's done some decent stuff in WCPW and personally I thought he was the standout of the um the uh, World of Sport Christmas Special,
1: but yeah, he did, I think he looked the most TV ready of all, any of those guys.
2: But yeah, a, a lot of it, a lot of it has been opportunity for him again this year, um, which seems to be kind of a a pattern for a lot of the Scottish guys. Um, you can probably guess we're not the biggest ICW fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ke- Kenny, that deep was. I think even without the opportunities, he's it's it was a good pick. Um, Doug maybe a little high, especially a year on. He hasn't really done much in the last last year at all, really, has he? Um, next on, uh, Demac, yeah, yeah Demac well, is the <laughs>
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he didn't really make any impression in the CWC, and he didn't really get a chance to um he had a good match with Bobby Guns in the Beluga Leaves Hamburg match recently in WXW but yeah it was kind of a, a, an also ran it at 16 carat so um not like a feature player for WXW and like definitely the Gennetti of hot and spicy
2: yeah so then uh, with his next two female picks uh, Soraya Knight and Courtney um have I seen a match from either of them in the last year? <laughs> I feel like I probably have, but...
1: I think this I was around the time Soraya night was scaring children in uh, PCW, um, the iPay-Per-View. Yeah, the, for that brief time when iPay-P-V. people
2: were watching uh, PCW for that like <laughs> two-show run when they were running like iPay-Per-Views for like £2, and people were like... That's eh, it's two pounds, it's worth throwing. and like, yeah, but it
1: it's also time and it's not worth the time. Showing a raffle um, on the i pay per view. That, that, yeah, that was uh <laughs> that, was <the> <laughs> that was the moment for them.
2: Something that Lucha forever copied? Like, maybe maybe not what to take, but you know. Um they're not doing i pay per views anymore, so there we go. Um although they they said they're gonna start again soon.
1: So basically Can't we you. weren't too impressed with these two picks.
2: <laughs> um I- where does where has Courtney worked in the last year?
1: Uh, I could she not tell you, starting, to be honest.
2: <laughs> like, I, I got the impression she was... A lot of the places she was working, it was partly because, like, she was travelling with Tommy. Uh, Tommy End, and obviously that's not a thing anymore, so, like... Um, I, yeah, I haven't really seen much of her in the last year, so I... I'm not even sure I could say her stocks dropped because I I have no idea, but yeah, she, that yeah, not too much more to say there really is there with neither of us having seen anything from them. Uh, again, depth in the the women scene in the in Europe has improved a lot over the the last year, so um we'll we'll have more to choose from next time. I I doubt either of these two will be be picked.
1: Yeah, be at all probably.
2: Next up, Jordan Devlin, Michael Whiplash, Jody Fleisch, and Johnny Storm.
1: I think Jordan Devlin's a big hit here. Have you seen his match against Moose on the recent OTT show?
2: I, you know, I've watched matches from that show, but I think I might skip that match.
1: It's it's probably the best match on the show. You should go back and watch it. Uh, when Moose, ch- uh, like Gorilla pressing Devlin out of a ring and Devlin jumping back in like off the balcony. Seconds later, that's one of the best spots all year I've seen.
2: <laughs> Actually, I might um, not have seen that show. Was was that the show? Was the, that uh, *Stranger
1: thing? Things*? Oh no
2: no no! I've I've seen some of *Marvels*, I haven't seen any *Stranger Things*, so I have got that to look forward to then. Uh, but yeah, Devlin after like a shaky WWE UK run, which kind of I think hurt his stock more than helped it. Uh, especially that first night match against Martin Stone.
1: Um, that, that was the most bizarre match of the year because it was a really bad match, but it got him over as a heel <laughs> for like the second night. So yeah, it did its job in a way they didn't quite expect.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Devlin. Six months after the draft, I'd have said his stocks maybe dropped, but like in the last few months, I I think it, he's risen it back up again. Um, he, yeah, he's had a good last few months and uh, going into uh, WrestleRalma, he could be uh, poised to, to improve it even more. Whiplash, yeah, his stock has dropped. Maybe, well, no.
1: Mm. In Fight Club Pro, it's gone up. <laughs> Everywhere else, <laughs> he's dead in the water.
2: Well, we like, did the draft after Strongstar, so maybe his stock was already at, at about as low as it was going to Yeah, go. this was
1: like when he was in the toilet, booking-wise, and for progress in that very strange summer where they decided to book the main event around sebastian mikey whiplash and either but uh
2: <laughs> yeah I, I I
1: think his fight club pro appearances have been good though
2: so i guess his stock's risen but i maybe that was an early ish pick for him anyway but uh uh now it seems okay mate now it seems okay He he's he's no longer been offensive in several promotions now he's uh, he's a good a good guy to have around on, on the on the card. Uh and then Fleisch and Storm, they've stopped showing up in Red Pro, so I've kinda of stopped seeing them. Um They they're similar to Doug, I guess they they've very much been phased out of places as they've they've put over put over guys. Um yeah. Then we've got Jigsaw for his uh foreign pick. Yeah, Jigsaw's good. Uh, he's got a big match against Havoc coming up in Berlin, Progress, think, burn, Progress. Yeah. um, is that would that be his Progress debut? Has he already shown up
1: there? No, I think this is his first one. But yeah, like always around in uh OTT and Fight Club Pro makes a trip over a couple of times a year. Uh, you could almost get away with him drafting him as um a, like um a domestic wrestler and not not an import. Um,
2: I I, I think mm, no, I think he works a little bit too much for Chikara. No one pays attention to it because it's twenty seventeen Chikara, but he he works fairly regularly for Chikara now.
1: So yeah, fair play. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: not I'm not quite allowing that one. Um, put my foot down. Um, but you know, looking back, I did draft Bailey, and at the time he was predominantly a UK guy, but now he's kind of predominantly a Canada and
1: and so Japan he's guy, mostly in Japan so, now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's not going to count as a domestic guy.
1: Yeah. we'll find someone else to, um, to be that into. wild card guy
2: I mean you could I'll, I'll have to start looking at Riddle's stats actually <laughs> does he wrestle more in the UK than the US it's, it's, in Europe he, he than the US well, yeah. it's probably actually quite close I can't imagine Riddle doesn't get drafted um, this time around even yeah, if it yeah. is as a foreign guy like he's Definitely. a lot of hype uh, next up Bad Bones and Roy Johnson for so yeah. this deep, I think both of their stocks have risen quite a lot.
1: Like, and ba- bad bones dragged Cody to the best match of his life. So, <laughs> I,
2: I, I I still haven't got over how good that match was.
1: Yeah, like it was amazing live. Like <laughs> the crowd was like so so into it,
2: and it translated to tape too. Like, yeah, how, yeah. how did that happen? Like, bad bones is like a
1: <laughs> good wrestler, but like
2: Cody's wrestled with, like Chris Hero and had like. It it was like three and a quarter star, and it was like, well, that, I think that's it's because their styles
1: mesh really well. Like Bad Bones does do that kind of WWE style really well. Um, so I think Cody felt at like home in the ring with him, and like apparently they they like talked a lot before the match planned out well. Um, so but I guess it all didn't came have together. That good
2: matches in WWE like <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, but yeah, prop, props to Klinger for that. That was and, amazing.
1: Yeah, Roy Johnson provides something different, um, like. I would have thought maybe he'd have better matches by now. Like He was in that really good um, tag team tables match against the South Pacific Power Trip uh, with Jack Sexsmith, but he was definitely not the focus of that match. Yeah, he was
2: number four in that
0: that.
2: (laughs) match. Or maybe even five if you're counting Dahlia in there too. Yeah. Um, But at very least his stock hasn't dropped since the last year, but you would kind of like to see him if he does have it in him have start been putting in in opportunity to have more good matches and I kinda get the feel that the reason he's not been put there and he's kept more to a far more character based uh slot in pretty much everywhere he works is because he's not still not quite there mm-hmm. uh in terms of in ring. But um this next year could be could be the one. Then for foreign female, uh Ian went for Kairi Hojo, can't argue with that. Similar to Iwatani. Um, and then he finished off with Stevie Boy and Aspen Faith. Uh, the only time I've seen Stevie Boy in the last year, uh, was at Speed King, um, where he did a really bad run in in <laughs> a match between two people like uh, Lagero and someone. I forget who.
1: <laughs> Seems rather all forgettable.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I and mean,
1: then Aspen Faith I haven't seen anything from um, No So maybe Ian was a little too early <laughs> To jump the gun on Aspen Faith Yeah
2: That that might just be us not having Seen the, the hot Scottish Indies like, No I confess Discovery, I haven't yeah. seen any Discovery <laughs> And I couldn't even name another hot one Like, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a Scottish SWE But I don't think that counts as hot
1: Should we put Arne on trial then?
2: Yes. uh, Second place ran me very close, was just a single vote behind me uh, in the end, um, which I I ended up kind of lawyering, because the the vote ended in a draw and no one wanted a draw, so I said, Arn, did you vote for yourself in the vote? And he went, well, yeah, of course. So I went, well, because I was the one who did the poll, I didn't get a chance to vote, so (laughs) last vote, I vote for myself, I win, there we go. That's uh, that's a hell of a loophole. It's... <laughs> uh, he voted for himself. Why shouldn't I be able yeah, to vote for yeah. myself? Like, it, but it, it did feel a little bit dirty. But we we needed a winner. We needed a winner. Uh, maybe it'll be different this time. or well, maybe we'll get a draw again.
1: Arn's first seven rounds here are kind of balling. <laughs>
2: yeah, Arn won the beginning and then kind of dropped off the end. And I'd say argue even more so a year later. Like, let's let's just reel off his first. Um, what, seven picks? Yeah. Yeah. Zach Sabre Jr., Marty Skirl, Drew Galloway, Tyler Bate, Daisuke Sakamoto, Trent Seb, and Mark Andrews. Wow. Like, yeah. You could, you could generally make, for all the, um, the UK based guys, you could make an argument for them being a first round pick. Um, maybe with the exception of Mark, but like, uh, he's really impressed me over the last year. Like he, he, he's a pretty much nailed on for a second round pick this this time around, I think. Uh, and I was never a big Mark Andrews guy until this year. And then in 2017, like both with his WUK uh stuff and his progress stuff, like he's he's had, you know, he's continually had his best match ever. Um, I think <laughs> in the last year. Um, yeah, Saber. Has his stock dropped very, very slightly? Maybe
1: slightly. Um, I don't think so. I think uh, obviously getting into the G One climax, that uh, he'll get a big opportunity to have a lot of really good matches, and I don't think they're gonna do any bullshit interference in the G One. Um, he had a bad match with Kashida. Like who? Who else has a bad match uh, with Kashida? When was that? <laughs> Oh, of course. Um at uh, uh Epic Encounter. Yeah, yeah. That was a frustrating match to watch because, um, obviously they were short on time in that show, and then they decided to have like a really long, drawn out, technical fifteen minute mat like fifteen minute opening of the match and then like a thirty minute match in the end and it was just like su- just exactly the wrong match for the situation he was put in. Um and that was definitely a, a misstep.
2: Yeah, here's where I'm at with that. When when Zack has a very, very good match, it's usually, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, And there's very, very few people who can touch him. But he's just as likely to have a match with that doesn't do much for me. Like, it's almost a 50-50 split for me.
1: What do you think of his, like, 40-minute match with Skull uh, from the start of the year in Ref Pro?
2: Um... I actually really liked it.
1: Yeah, I really liked it, it too. it was too long. Yeah, it could have shaved, like, like, ten minutes off and it'd been the same match.
2: Yeah. The, like the, If you could go in and, like, do a director's cut of the match, it, it could be way better. But, yeah. <laughs> he, in terms of, like, his... If you put together, like, a portfolio of Zach's, like, ten best matches he's had in the last year, it would rival anyone else here. But, like... Part of that is because he's a guy who's pushed everywhere he's at, and he gets these big opportunities everywhere he's at, and maybe more so than any kind of main event guy, he's the guy in the UK that I come away from most often being disappointed by. Um, I'm not sure he'd necessarily be a first round pick this time around. Like I can't see him being any lower than second, but... You could make an argument he's not a top five UK guy anymore, but he probably is. Like I can't argue too much with him. I it.
1: think so, yeah. Um as you say, like he can miss occasionally, perhaps more than any other top guy, but I think his hits are, are big enough to, to allow that.
2: I looking at it on second round pick, like I take Skrull over Sabre now. And I don't think I would have last year.
1: i probably but... I'd probably still favour Sabre Jr. Um I think Skull's done a really good job with his character and becoming like a, a superstar in the last year, but like outside of the UK, like mainly with Ring of Honor and now New Japan.
2: I think Skull has a higher floor and he's also pushed up his ceiling in the last year. So like a... It would be tight between the two of them though. Um Arn's third pick was Galloway. Yeah, Galloway had a hell of a year. Um
1: and- is and rewarded with being it with uh, yeah a so big he, stack he, of money in NXT. <laughs> yeah, he
2: won't he won't be around for the next, for next pick, but if he was, he'd be, I imagine, higher than third round. I think he's upped his stock even further in the last in the last year. Um, fourth Tyler Bate. Is there a guy who's his <laughs> stock more like you you said Pete done earlier? Um. I think Bate was coming from a lower position than Dunn. Oh, yeah, I and
1: think
2: so. Maybe is You could argue he's even higher than Dunn now, even on his level, maybe slightly below, but he was because he was coming from a lower position, Like I think he is probably the guy who's raised up the
1: most. You yeah, could probably Travis say the same thing about Trent Seven as well, um, because we have not seen had a lot of him, because he'd stayed mainly in Flet Club Pro, and Flet Club Pro didn't have a wide distribution... Until sort of the middle of last year, around the draft time, um, when Fight Club Pro, Pro sort of exploded on Vimeo, um, Trent Seven start like became full time and went everywhere and was really awesome. Like he he kind of came out from nowhere, perhaps even more than Bate
2: did. Yeah, yeah, like he was always like people who'd seen him always liked him, but he just hadn't been around that much. Like I think around the draft last year, he was probably just. Was he still Mustache Mountain or had he just broken started British strong style but he like he, uh, yeah, he hadn't been in progress just
1: for long because um, like I I put the Dunn brothers together and that was obviously part of the split um so I think that happened like maybe a month after we did this
2: Yeah so like at the time like he was a good pick but now like now it, what was he uh, fifth round he's yeah. going to be higher next next time
1: like, Same thing for Andrews as well
2: Yeah Andrews I've kind of already talked about it, but, like, the Strickland match, the Osprey match in progress, the Tyler Bate match um, that not enough people have seen uh, at the WWE UK special, um, that's one of my favourite matches of the, of the year, like, right up there, match of the year contender stuff. Um, I know a lot of people like the, the Pete Dunne match that they, they had, um, that he had uh, at the the January... UK tournament, I wasn't huge on that one, but yeah, um, Andrews has had a hell of a year and f- for me especially has raised his stock a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: We've also uh, timed these drafts very well to include Sekamoto in this one and now uh, the upcoming one because that will fall just after he's appeared for XWA, so he'll be he'll be eligible again next year, or mm-hmm. this year, I keep saying next year. <laughs>
2: Uh, for his, for his women, he went Ginny and Pollyanna. Um, Pollyanna stocks fallen a bit.
1: Yeah, she's uh, well, she she had that mini retirement and then came back, but to nowhere prevalent. Um, and kind of doesn't have the best reputation. Um, amongst our little clique, I guess. Um, so yeah, <laughs> not probably won't be in the top two picks, but uh, I I could see her getting picked, especially if we're gonna be. like, a five-man draft next time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I I think she'll get in, but I don't think she'll be in this first uh, two rounds. So not top ten.
2: Yeah. Um, Ginny has improved in the last year, but she's still, like, she's not, like, someone you can rely on to have a great match, still, but she's she's now someone you can rely on to have a good match and is a great character. So, yeah she's she's a good pick obviously
1: yeah she's she's elevated both both sides of her she's obviously still better at the character work um but she's like one of the best at that now so can't argue with it
2: um nathan cruz and joe hendry were his next two yeah two guys who have maybe fallen a little um, yeah,
1: Joe Henry's been doing some weird stuff. Um, the Lionheart feud isn't exactly what I want to see. Sort of like the whole fake work shoot stuff. Um, just it's kind of tasteless a little bit, and he can't really been get into it.
2: So bad as champion, in WCPW. <laughs> like I want to like him because he's charismatic and he's a fresh new face, but he's he's just like generic heel one hundred one stuff, and he's just yeah. doing it so badly. It's like, oh come on, give me a little bit more. Give me some reason to actually be bothered to watch your matches,
1: but nope. I think Cruz is still good, but he just hasn't been featured anywhere particularly. Like yeah. he's just been he's been jobbed out in progress, so he has like no cachet there and hasn't really been a player anywhere else.
2: Like the, it wasn't too long ago that we were arguing that like either Cruz or Gibson would be like solid chouts as like the next champion. Um, for progress.
1: Yeah, they, we'll we'll talk about Gibson more when we come around to you, but yeah, yeah, the boat has sailed on him.
2: They kind of, progress kind of screwed that
1: up by just
2: going, yeah, let's have them lose all the time. Um, and that kind of ended up killing the origin quietly rather than it being a big deal in the end. But, you know. Um, next up, Eddie Dennis and Joel Redman. Um, Joel's kind of dropped off the face of the earth.
1: So. Uh, Summer camp guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, he's stopped being a consistent, uh, a regular guy in Rev Pro, which is yeah. a shame, because he was one of the more consistent guys in RevPro. He, he
1: was quite good in RevPro, yeah. Like, yeah. Y- you'd always be like, you'd always need reminding of how good he was, and then, yeah, he's pretty good, but uh, not a guy who's, like, picking the right places to work, so to speak. I'm sure he's, like, earning a lot of money doing camp shows and stuff, but uh, it's not exactly going to get you um, the indie cred.
2: <laughs> a lot is maybe a, a bit of an exaggeration but yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm sure he's doing fine a living <laughs> um, yeah, he's not even working the cockpit shows anymore which is, no, yeah, so... he was a staple for of them for Eddie much Dennis the is though,
1: and he's doing a very good job there, he's having a lot of like good singles matches, and we, I always said oh, he's not a very, particularly good singles wrestler, he's kind of proving himself otherwise this year um, his match against Jack was really good uh, he's had a couple of other good ones. I, I think he's—he's. He's, I think his stock is raised. Uh, doing this this cockpit run.
2: He's—he's he's finally starting to feel like an asset that isn't just an asset because you can team him up with Mark Andrews and FSU is great.
1: And he has like, fun themes <laughs> on. Yeah,
2: that too, which he doesn't have everywhere any, anymore, which is very sad, very very sad. No more party hard, or at <laughs> very least less party hard. Um. Uh then his secondary women were Lana Austin and uh I
1: never know how to say this name, Zia Brookside. I think it's Zaya. Zaya? Um, Zaya yeah. Brookside. <laughs> um
2: I think Arn picked her under the assumption that she'd be working RevPro fairly consistently and she hasn't
1: and I'm not sure. Yeah, she's probably still to... a couple of years away from breaking out. Anything big, but I, I, she's going to get somewhere eventually, and obviously family connection into NXT. Um, yeah, that gives her a, big, a little bit of leg up. Um, Lana Austin haven't seen too much of her. Uh, there were rumors going around that she'd be um, doing progress, but that never came to pass. So again, just hasn't really had any, any like major appearances for us to really talk about.
2: Um, then Robbie X.
1: Um, <laughs> this isn't this hasn't aged well, <laughs> like. Oof.
2: <laughs> I feel like he wasn't good a year ago, and he's definitely not good now.
1: I I, I have no idea how old he is. I'm was. furious. <laughs> Shake your head. <laughs> this right, is right. this is the point and laugh pick. I think.
2: Yeah, this is from this point on is the point where I think I made a lot of games on Arm, um, because he fairly undoubtedly won the first seven. Um, although a year later, I think mine mine ended up being closer to him um than it was at the time, but yeah. Robbie X, like is he young? I d I don't know, but
1: <laughs> I no, I think he is. I think he's our age.
2: Really? Much. I I feel yeah. like he's been in Southside forever, but obviously that's due to the family connection, isn't it? Um
1: I think he's only like twenty two, twenty three or something. Um
2: I don't think but, he's yeah. got much better though. I guess this was an arm Especially like,
1: I was first introduced to him in Kamikaze and the other guys there, Pete Dunn, Damien Dunn, Ryan Smile um, have all gotten a lot better and (laughs) he's kind of still at that uh, um, working men's club level
2: Um, But then the next pick um, somebody's stock I think has risen a bit in the last year uh, um, due to his team with Mike Bird Um, Mike Hitchman uh, Wild Boar Yeah had a, a real good year, and I'm kind of waiting for him to start to be used in um, either Rev Pro or Progress. I know he's he's working pretty regularly for for ICW now, but like, it'd be, yeah. be cool to see
1: him. Progress have um, done some stuff with Mike, uh, Mike Bird, so I think they might bring in Hitchman, because uh, Bird and Ball have been a really good tag team in uh, Attack and ICW.
2: And... He's He's been in some decent stuff in Fight Club Pro when he's been booked there, but he hasn't been super consistently booked there in the last year, has he?
1: Not really, no. Um, He's he's the British version of Quiet Storm. He's a short, stocky lad who will throw a load of lariats and kill you. Um... You didn't
2: need to throw that insult at him. Mike's good. <laughs> it's because I
1: dropped it in the last show as well. I, I want to make it a thing. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and by perversely making it a thing it will not become a thing um but uh, i like him and i think burden Boar should should be somewhere more prevalent
2: um arn's next pick was dante um for this deep in, i think that was a good pick
1: yeah but he's, he's, he's he's been kind of marked by off injury the face of the earth. um he was in the opening match of uh the 16 carat weekend and nothing else Uh, so he's kind of just a bit part player in WXW and not really anywhere else so yeah like you say injuries and just not a lot of opportunity for him
2: the injury kind of came at the worst time for him because that was like right at the point where he needed to go look I'm not just Tommy N's tag partner he's gone now wow look at me book me he got injured then and then since then it's kind of been like eh it's just Dante we don't need to find a place for him if a place opens up He'll be there, but we don't need to to grab something uh, for him. But yeah, that deep, it was. It's still an okay pick. Um, then Johnny Moss, he's one of the highlights of WCPW. I think that's quite a quite a nice pick this far in. I, I'd imagine he'd be at least around here next time, if not maybe a little bit higher. Um, then for his foreign guy, um, Arn went lee full. That
1: hasn't his, aged well. <laughs>
2: Um, Jay Lethal has gone from kind of like a, a bit of a bland wrestler who had consistently very good matches, albeit usually like the, the second most interesting guy in the match, to a bland wrestler who has good, not great matches.
1: I think, <laughs> it, like, um, yeah, like the drop off of Ring of Honor. It, it's like a really hot indie. Um, when he was on top of Um people were paying attention to it and.
2: For the no, first half,
1: anyway, <laughs> um, and obviously that horrible New Japan main event, the, the worst one probably in the Okada era, like a worst New Japan main event uh, that he was in versus Naito, um, sort of impromptu, but he had no chance there and didn't sort of deliver anything that was of that level, of what a New Japan main event is expected to be, which I think kind of killed him as a anyone seeing him as a main eventer.
2: And I don't think I've seen uh, a Jay Lethal match in the last year that I've gone, wow, that was really good.
1: Mm. When uh, you're doing so... your rewatch, skip over <laughs> the Night Lethal match. Oh, don't you. worry, it, it hasn't you made not. the list. Yeah, you I haven't made not the need list. To put that on.
2: There were nowhere near enough star, um, Starflakes? Yeah, Snowflakes <laughs> Starflakes. sprinkled on that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then, uh, Eastern Reese. There's a guy who hasn't done anything. Um, since the Atlas tournament, um, he seemed all set to kind of be used in a lot of places because he was very useful because he's also a masseuse. Um, but
1: yeah, he kind of hasn't worked anywhere
2: of note yeah, recently. I think he's
1: alright as well, but yeah, just kind of bland a bit.
2: Yeah, he's okay. He's fine. Um, Primate though, he's had a good year. His his stock's risen. Uh, not, like, a huge amount, but quite a bit. A little bit.
1: Remember when he and Alexander Henry had, like, two matches in Progress, and then we never heard from again?
2: <laughs> I don't, actually.
1: Exactly. Um, that's how <laughs> anonymous they were.
2: Yeah, that's... Oh, New Nation, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, that was a thing. That, that yeah. was a,
1: a cup of coffee right there.
2: There was... Progress was like, introducing a load of new tag teams, and it was like, oh, cool, new tag teams, and then it was, like... Yeah, we're going to split up Mustache Mountain. We're going to split up Dumb Brothers, make them into one team instead of two, and then have the tag team division be really shallow again and stop booking well, these fun. Well, uh, you teams. say that,
1: but the best progress matches this year have all been tag that, matches. That's true. But that's obviously, true. the two teams that were delivering them are no longer around, being Ring Camp and South Pacific Power Trip. So it's it's kind of been reset under CCK now.
2: Yeah, hopefully we start seeing, um, some, some fun teams show up again, now that CCK are on top of that division, because they deserve good guys to go against them to continue on the hype that they've got at the moment, because, you know, they feel like main event level guys, which is cool to see. Um, then Ayoshirai, see our comments on Kairi Hojo and Iwatani, I guess. Um, we're going quite long, so I guess we'll kind of skip on. Quickly for there. And then he ended up with the prospect tag team. Uh, yeah, they're okay-ish. <laughs> like, yeah, they're fine. No comment. <laughs> for the last two picks, they're yeah, not whatever. horrible. <laughs> they're not great either. Um, and let's move on to the, the last of the four rosters. The one that actually won uh, at the time. Will it win again? Fingers crossed. I hope you vote for me. Uh, I kicked off with Will Ospreay.
1: No-brainer, really.
2: I know for a lot of people, his stock has dropped. For me, he's still brilliant. Um, I Real-life Twitter persona <laughs> has, I think, done more harm to his stock than anything else. Yeah,
1: I think if you just exclusively look at his in-ring, like, he's fantastic and one of the best in the world. Um, Twitter, he can be grating. <laughs> um, but, you know it's wrestling these guys aren't uh supposed to be like your friends
2: <laughs> yeah um i'm I'm still happy with that that first round pick um a pick i'm also fr- was thrilled with um at the time big daddy volta now just volta um I think that was a, a, maybe a little bit of a stretch first time round I know I was last on the the second round picks um so it was kind of the the eighth guy. I was maybe thinking it was like a bit of a bold pick to go for Volta then uh looking back now that's I'm very happy with that
1: it's an excellent pick uh I don't, I don't think there's any way he's escaping the first round unpicked uh coming up in in our redraft. he's had an absolutely fantastic year. every single match he has is good um at least and like always Most exciting of them
2: are great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good bordering on great every time. And obviously uh, him him and one of your next picks, Dragonov, uh the first guys to be in that five star conversation uh since we started this podcast. So first like first time we've had like a consensus five star match kind of going on. So apart from the man who drafted him, uh I, everyone else loved that.
2: I, I, I may have thrown four at that.
1: For the um,
2: Vault of Star match, but you know, which was also really awesome. Like you, he's—I definitely say he's WXW's MVP of the year. Um, I think you could make an argument. He might even be Progresses as well. Like,
0: yeah, (laughs) he'd be in the
2: conversation. Definitely,
1: he's had a fantastic run in Progress this year, and Uh, uh, they're using him uh, during the Cologne show, and hopefully that'll lead to more appearances as well. And obviously, he got the Bowler call up as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's and I imagine it'll probably be over in the US with progress as well because that's kind of all around that time frame. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll we'll see on that one. It's been cool to see Volta go from a guy who's like almost. It was cool to see him kind of as a WXW exclusive for a while, but like seeing him him get to face a wider range of guys has been awesome too. My third pick was Gibson. Um I don't think he'll be quite this high next year but I think like a lot say, of that's due missed, to booking.
1: They missed the boat on him yeah. Like he was he was very hot um and if if that Brixon show hadn't happened when it happened I think he, they would have put the title on him but he was getting hot just as like it's the same thing as for WrestleMania booking like they they book it months in ahead and it means that they can't like adapt to the situation and I think had things have been different, maybe Gibson would have been champion, but now like there's no way they can do that, and he's kind of lost like the nuclear heat that he had and the very good matches he was having. Um
2: He's it's doing just well not... in Ref Pro though.
1: Yeah, they're they're building up very nicely, leading up to a, a presumably a match with Will Ospreay at Summer Sizzler, which will have a lot of heat behind it. Um they're, so, they're, they're probably doing the best job with him out of anyone.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame because he was like, he was a progress guy, and like, they yeah, yeah, completely for it, for it. dropped the ball on him to the point where it's like, yeah, he, he could leave progress now, and I don't think I would particularly notice. Um, whereas he feels like a far bigger part of RevPro and a few other places as well. Um, the World of Sport contract probably hasn't helped him either. Um, yeah, yeah. Not that that's been overly restrictive, but it, you know, it's. No one wants it, to it fully guys commit out to the Picture of the for a guy. couple of months, yeah, yeah. Um, then I went with Ilya Dragonov and misspelt Ilya, maybe. Um, and
1: Dragonov, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dragonova. Yes. Um, apparently I could not spell at all at that point in time, but, um, but yeah, I could make great a pick. good pick. Yeah. Um, his stock has risen since since then. Like. If he hadn't have been in the same round as Tyler Bate, I'd have been like, Wow, I won that round and how much he'd grown. Uh Tyler Bate has grown, has like risen more. But um yeah, Dragonov has has gone from a guy who's like, Oh, he's gonna be WXW's next guy to the point where it's now is like right, it's Dragonov's time, it's now. Like he is on the verge. Yeah. He's obviously won the sixteen carat. He's going to have a title match against Simmons at some point Ooh, not. I think
1: uh, we will probably break it down after short shortcut to the tops happen, but I think uh, Avalanche is gonna be uh, winning that one and Dragonov will unseat Avalanche. That seems like where they're going with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd be down for that because they have good matches. They haven't had the great match you kind of expect from the two yeah, of them yeah. yet. But, but like they have, they have
1: a they have a hot feud going. It does so feel it like it's sense. in
2: them as well. So, like, when that title match eventually does happen, maybe they've just been saving, like, the super insane match for that one, which would make sense and would sound a lot like WXW booking, to be honest. They, um, they do have a a long term picture a lot of the time. Um, then with my foreign wrestler, I went Chris Hero. Uh, yep. I, (laughs) I, I I win. He did, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, yeah, Hero had, the best year in 2016 so you've got the second half of that after the draft and then he had a good start to 2017 and hasn't had a huge amount to do since then
1: yeah, he's the been Lilley learning has... how to do headlocks the Lily has, had,
2: had, um, has been good um, in in NXT but he hasn't had a huge amount of time but like post the Kenta match uh, sorry, uh, Itami match uh, uh, NXT Brooklyn TakeOver, we may be saying yep uh, Hero's amazing, still <laughs> obviously, uh, and he is getting opportunities, that, that's a match I'm really looking forward to Um, then I went Mike Bailey, at the time he was, we kind of mentioned earlier, he was predominantly UK guy because he was banned from the US, now he's uh, predominantly Japan guy and he's had a good year but maybe hasn't quite hit the heights we were hoping for him Potentially,
1: I I think he's been good. Um, like definitely a guy you want to have on your card. Like, uh, he's had several good, good and strong matches with DDT and DNA. Um, and in WXW he was really good too. Um, his tag team with ACH versus the uh, JT Dunn Donovan DiJack team was tremendous on night three. Um, I think my favorite tag match of the year so far. Um, but yeah, like. Definitely had a good weekend there. The problem with him is just he's he's a he's a freelance guy, so he never can make a huge splash anywhere. Um, like no, no one can really like commit to him long term. But like everywhere he pops up, he has good matches in. Mm-hmm. Had a
2: had a really good match with uh, Kyle Riley in uh, WCPW in Canada. That's one well worth checking out, and it's free on YouTube as well. So do that, people, or not? Terms. Um... Then I got TK Cooper, uh, followed by Dahlia Black, and then, you know, a, a, a round or two down, we'll just kind of clump these guys all together. Travis Banks. Yeah, I got all three of these guys. I got them <laughs> fairly late. Um, yeah, I, I did well there. I did
1: well. Yeah, you, you, you got the Travis train going, because at this point he was not, he was like a bit pop player in that tag team. Like, he'd only just debuted and people were kind of feeling him out. Um, and it was still a couple of months before he had, like, the blow-away matches in Fight Club Pro, which sort of put him on the map. Um, so yeah, very well done to get the power trip, uh, before they were, like, banging out great matches.
2: Hear that sound? That's me <laughs> patting myself on the back. Um, yeah, um, looking back, like, I don't think Travis will go after TK this time around, um...
1: Well, TK won't be in it, presumably. That's,
2: mm, maybe, maybe late on, as kind of a gamble, <laughs> hoping that he will get the visa at some point, but I'd not, you know, it's, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, same with Dahlia. Um, kind of looking at uh, Dahlia on her own. Um, an okay first round women's pick. Her breaking her leg obviously didn't help things, but, um,. It was only when I watched in Lucha Forever, um hear her do a promo, I realised that I Dahlia never does promos in um Progress. Right. And yet you think of her as a great character, which really puts <laughs> over just how amazing she is at everything, like, other than talking, like aside from talking, because she's a good talker just as well. Just her presence, yeah. Like how amazing she is to get her character over without even need to do promos. That's incredible. Like, <laughs> like yeah. They, they um, had a
1: very strong act and I think uh obviously Progress have got CCK now in the tag division, but I don't think you can like easily replace that team and what they were doing for Progress at the start of this year.
2: And then obviously uh Travis Banks is now a pushed singles act in mm-hmm. a range Everywhere. of places <laughs> um apart from Rev Pro where he's still a tag act. Which is has worked out really nicely for them, like in a roundabout way, in that they they're kind of now the only place pushing him as a tag guy, um, which is cool. Um, While well, everyone else kind of likes the Gobby Fight Club Pro because they're the cool ones <laughs> at the moment. Um, don't tell me. Just anymore.
1: a little bit. The Midlands is where Britress's bread is buttered.
2: Mm-hmm. That and the Dream Factory. Never, never. Oh, obviously. Never look past the Dream Factory. Love the Dream Factory. <laughs> um, uh, and then in in between the, the three of them, for my secondary uh, female pick, I went Nixon Newell. Um, yeah, very happy with that. Probably won the second round of women there.
1: Yeah, I think you had uh, the first pick on that one. So. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think
2: Dahlia was last, and it then was, Nixon uh... was first. Yeah. So. Yeah, very happy to have her aboard, and now she's... Uh, over in uh, NXT, flying like well, don't think she's debuted in NXT yet. Probably is she in the May Young Classic?
1: I don't think Maybe I've said anything Not... yet, yeah, but I would assume so. Yeah,
2: you'd think so. You'd think so. Uh, then I had the London riots. After that, um, who had a little bit of a down year, but do seem to be kind of on the up again now. Just at the start of that,
1: yeah, they're, they're getting regular gigs um, and having good matches. Just nothing blow away like they haven't been featured in progress for quite a while. They had the the really good War Machine series, but since then, not really had a whole whole lot to do, and kind of got overshadowed by Powertrip and Ring Camps. Yeah, yeah.
2: But they're good. They're a good tag team. Then, Martin Kirby was my uh, next pick.
1: Yeah! He's done some... Mr. WCPW. (laughs) Yeah,
2: he's kind of become the ace of WCPW. Um... He's really found a promotion that fits him perfectly, um, and that he feels at home as a main eventer, and he doesn't stand out as a main eventer, yet he can still do his comedy stuff. I think his his stock's raised a bit in the last year. I don't think he's going to be like a first-round pick next time around, but I I expect he'll be a little bit higher.
1: Yeah, he has a chance to get in before, um, if we do the same structure, uh, he has a chance to get in before the first round of women's picks, so like the first seven rounds. Especially if we're doing five people. Should be in that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that pick. Um, Next, Melanie Gray and then Zoe Lucas. Zoe Lucas is seemingly kind
1: of... Well, she's in a uh, stardom. Well, she has been. Yeah, she, she did a on, tour did stardom. A couple of stardom. Um, so presumably my... she's improved a lot through, through that.
2: She is working Rev Pro less, though, so I've kind yeah. of seen her less. Um... And when she is working, she's usually working the Portsmouth shows, which I kind of I cherry pick more than the other ones. Um Yeah. Melanie Grey though has I think her stock's risen a bit. She's uh, she's still a very good promo. Um but that cage match she had with Alpha Female, um mm-hmm. showed her as probably her best match yet, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Feature player in a very good uh comedy turned Blood feud storyline, uh, which was very good from start to finish.
2: Next up, um, two picks I'm very happy with. Uh, first, Chris Ridgeway. I would have thought by now he would have fully broken out. He he now seems like he's just starting to break out fully.
1: He's um, kind of on the Maloney level of like he's definitely he's shown what he can do, but just needs like the big opportunity.
2: Yeah, he's. He's starting to get pushed in um and having standout matches in Lucha Forever. Um and, you know, he's he's being pushed up the card from there from being kind of a I think he, he was on the second match in on the card in his first show, he had a match with Bubblegum that was, you know, widely um widely praised. Uh and since then they they're kind of using him it seems more regularly and in, in a more emphasised role. I can't wait till someone finally gets on the Ridgeway train and go either <laughs> like a Progress or a Rev Pro or, or even a Fight Club Pro. he feel like a perfect fit for that and mm-hmm. and goes, yeah, we're going to push this guy. We're going to use this guy consistently. We're going to feature him because he's really good. And I don't understand why people aren't um, booking him because I, I feel like it's going to be similar to the way Brooks has ended up in that when people finally do start getting behind him, Everyone else is gonna go. Yeah, oh yeah, it. why aren't we booking him? Let's, book, let's push <laughs> him as well. Effect. Yeah. Like someone needs to be the first, and then I think from there, like the snowball will just roll and roll because he's <laughs> got a look. He's he's amazing in ring. He can cut a good promo as well. Like
1: Ress is like a shy secondary school prom night, and <laughs> one of the boys needs to go over to the girl side, and then they all <laughs> they all come eventually.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been on the Ridgeway train for a a long time. And um, I remember when, when I did draft him, like uh, the rest of you were all like, ah, we were waiting for that. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it, I've been saying he should be breaking out now for like a year and a half now. Um, I, I, it needs to come soon. And I think Mm -hmm. it's about to. I I think loot forever will kind of be the springboard for that. Um, but he is still like very new to wrestling. I think he's only been wrestling like three years or something, which is crazy considering how good he is. Um, and then after that, I got the Avalanche Robert Driesker. At the time, I think he was was
1: he just coming back from injury around now?
2: No, this was pre coming um, yeah, back. injury. I think injury.
1: this is um was this before his injury? So I think he's been through his entire injury in like the like he got it just oh the no no no
2: no no he was injured for last year's sixteen carat.
1: Oh, okay. So this is yeah. This you must have drafted him while he was injured. I'm guessing, right? He, so that's
2: that's probably why it was so low. And, yeah, like, yeah, I knew I, wasn't I, I think he'll the be the a lot higher this time. But he's he's done well since coming back. In,
1: oh yeah, like I think he's doing a lot better with the character work. Like he told us in uh, Oberhausen that he he like models himself on Bam Bam Bigelow, and you can see it. Um, so he's definitely like inspired to, to do good stuff he's main eventing shortcut to the top he's getting bigger opportunities to have better matches as a singles guy um and i think if he is going to become champion i think it's definitely the right time and like i like i say you can have a really awesome match with dragonov if that is to happen
2: yeah you went from kind of a a big a big free of dita junior dragonov and Volta, a uh, big four and yearn as well um previously obviously you've had um Dieter Jr. leave and it feels like they're going, well, we're gonna put Dreyske in that spot and still have our, you know, four pillar kind kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he seems to be taking to that spot very well, uh so far, although he hasn't had like the great match that you the others have, have all had, but uh you feel like it's on its way anyway. Mm-hmm. So then my next two picks were Luther Ward and Bonesaw. Uh, and I later got Damien Corvin. Uh, Kings of the North are two guys who I think stock has really risen in the last year.
1: Yeah, Kings um, of the North looked really good on their big show. Uh, had that amazing entrance. And they've been backing up in the ring.
2: They've got a presence. Um, they've been great in ring. For me, they've been the highlights of OTT over the last year. Um, very happy to have got them, especially so low. Um, Lufa Ward, on the other hand, has kind of stopped wrestling. So, yeah. So, mate Probably my worst pick. So far, anyway. Um. For my, my import, I went for, for Big Dustin, uh, Chuck Taylor. I think his stock has risen a little in the last year, but I've always loved him. Uh, he's now like a PWG consistent main eventer. Um, they kind of built the, uh, the main event stories around him because he's got way more character than Zach. Um. And. He's now in Ring of Honor, uh, doing some good things there. One of the few people doing good things there. Uh, he's hasn't actually worked for the UK a whole lot in the last year. So, you yeah. know. But um, I think he, since the draft, he also did some good stuff in Evolve. I can't quite remember yeah, the he's,
1: time he's frame for that. He's been doing like PWG and stuff, um, but I haven't really seen much of it. So he's... Or any of PWG, so <laughs> I can't comment too much.
2: He's great. I love Chuck Taylor. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh Sasuke Keel,
1: I disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs>
2: yeah, WXW stopped booking him and who watches mainland European wrestling other than WXW? Not us. Not us. Um, so yeah, can't really talk about him. Gail Kim, I yeah, these female import the the free yeah,
1: we may get a Bit more of a selection this time around. Uh, Chris Wolf comes to mind.
2: <laughs> Although uh, Shirai and Hojo won't be on the table, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so many <laughs> of the the top women in the world now that are freelance are UK based. Gail, yeah. Gail Kim. I looking back, I I can't like think of anyone I could have necessarily picked better.
1: Uh, I think maybe Jade.
2: Yeah. That's a, that's a solid argument, solid argument. but it wasn't a terrible pick at the time, but it was inferior to the, the free you got, but that was just luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I I finish things off with BT Gunn, who, for that late in the draw, I'm pretty happy to have. He's he's a good wrestler. Uh, he's not going to blow you away, but he's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Roadster, who's you know, he's done okay. Again, happy to have him as a, a last place draft pick.
1: Should we talk about the snubs? Go for it. Uh well obviously, the I obviously what comes to mind is Kid Lycos, mainly Ethan Silver at at this point in time when we drafted last year he
2: was still um, uh Likeos attack this time last year right
1: yeah yeah he he popped up occasionally as Lycos, but he it hadn't become his like main gimmick like he was still mainly appearing as Silver um and yeah obviously he's come up leaps and bounds under the CCK banner with Chris Brooks um and like. We get heap all the praise on Brooks, but Lycos like, is a big part of that team as well, a big part of that success, and like he's gotten the character over really well um Jern Simmons is a guy who we did not think a lot of at this point in time last year uh this was only like a month after he stunk up the joint with Jeff Jarrett so i I think it's pretty obvious as why we didn't draft him then, but now well, he good. yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's he's really come on in his role um. He's he's really taken to being um, the guy for WXW um, as a babyface. I think he works a lot better. Um, he's not doing the Tai Chi act of just like deliberately being shit to get under your skin. Like now he's just having good matches while being like a cool guy um, and doing the crazy entrance, which nobody else does. Nobody really has the balls to carry off as well as he does.
2: Nobody else could do
1: it. <laughs> no. And then you've also got Jack Sexsmith, who again hadn't really shown anything at this point in time last year. But after that aforementioned tag team tables match, um, progress really got all in on telling a big story with him. And it's probably one of the best things they've done in 2017. Is sort of um, Jack Sexsmith trying to become a serious, well, not a serious wrestler, but like a wrestler who fights for what he believes in, um, and like the scrappy underdog who may not be the most technically skilled. But won the support of the crowd over, and like great scenes at, uh Super Strong Style when he beat Zach Gibson, um, doing great callback to the previous match to like round off that story really well.
2: I think Gabriel Kidd's another guy who's definitely gonna show up uh, this year. I know you don't watch a whole lot of WCPW, and I only do because I end up reviewing half of it, <laughs> um, but he's one of the consistent uh, high spots of it Mm -hmm. um he's very good um and he he still kind of wrestles very basically because he's so new to wrestling which like in a way that almost encourages me more because there's so much more room for improvement he's he's so good at the like the fundamentals that when he does add the more dynamic stuff on top he's going to go from good to great fairly easily it's when you when you get the guys who are like new to wrestling they're already doing like a hundred different flashy moves and they're okay it's like well where you're gonna improve there then it, you're gonna to have to like polish yourself which is doable but it's it's easier to like start with a strong base and then add some um, flair on top of that similar to the way um, the New Japan Young Lions do uh, as opposed to kind of going the other way around. Um, who else? Who else? I feel like m- maybe some WXW guys, but none are jumping to mind.
1: Um, Francis Caspin potentially, like yeah. he'll be—he'll be a good late round pick. He's got a lot of potential, and is sort of getting the one to one masterclass with Walter in like the the finishing school, the WXW training academy. So he's gonna be someone to really watch out for. But I think maybe he's still a couple of years from becoming a really big deal. It's not going to happen this year, so maybe drafting him won't look too amazing in hindsight.
2: And a couple of the um the the Rev pro um babies.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Curtis Chapman needs to eat a sandwich, but like he has got the fire already and is technically sound, so he's definitely a guy who can go far.
2: And the uh, South Coast connection, um, Ashley six and no Kelly Kelly six and Ashley. Dunn? Is that the way? Yeah.
1: Although both, one of them is
2: like... sometimes Josh Wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Six, split personality disorder, yeah. Uh, Ashley Dunn uh, looked good in that um, sort of baby six-man um, at the cockpit, like two cockpits ago, um, with all the other newbies. Um, he was probably the standout in that, so yeah. He'll probably get drafted, I would say.
2: I'd say Cara, Cara Noir's going to get drafted too. There's There's a lot of hype around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Dawkins of course as well um, yeah I think for the most part though we, we we did a fairly good job of grabbing most of the wrestlers who would go on to have a good year
1: yeah I think that only like the three guys I mentioned were like major snubs looking back and especially Lycos um, and prob-
2: I can forgive us all yearn because he was bad he yeah, have, he was a bad wrestler. Like, it would have, it would have, you'd have, at the time of we did the vote. At the time, you'd have lost votes for having drafted yearn
1: Whereas <laughs> people now, people at you. Yeah, yeah. Now, now he's a surefire. Yeah.
2: So, who do you think won? A year on,
1: I would probably say yourself, Rob. <laughs> I think uh, you've got a nice mix of like the top talent, as well as guys who maybe other people are looking over and have risen in stock and also a pretty decent like um, depth to, to, to your roster. Um, like, Kind of, maybe you're not the best at any one particular area, but all around, yours is probably the one I would pay money to see <laughs> the most.
2: Uh, it, it's really close between mine and Arn's, from my point of view. Like, because Arn's top is so so strong, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, it is only like in the middle where it kind of. I do make gains when I've got like Travis Banks to his Nathan Cruz. I've got um, uh, I've got Ridgeway to his Robbie X. I've got Dryskirt to his Wild Boar, which isn't too much of a a swing, um, but. I got Kings of the North to with Eastern recent and um, Prospect. Yeah, I'd, I'll be interested to see the the way the vote goes, and I'll um, look down in the. Uh, you'll you'll be able to to get to the vote. Either I'll be tweeting about it. I'll uh, link to it on the forum post, and I will um, in the uh, the notes on the the podcast when you download the podcast. will be in, there'll be a link in there as well you to go to access the vote um i think i'm gonna do it not on twitter this time um because uh i know a few people last time said it'd be nice for the people who don't have twitter to be able to vote so i'll, I'll um do it through some like third party uh thing not entirely sure I haven't set it up yet but i'll set it up before i put out the the episode um i'll be interested to see uh which way people vote um i was kind of toying with the idea of having some kind of um some kind of like save from, you could pick like one guy from your roster last year um, that you could um, take for for when we do the, the draft again this year. But if we're adding a person, I'm not entirely sure how that would work out. Maybe give them, them first pick from everyone left. Um, let me know on Twitter how if you've uh, got any ideas for that sort of thing. If you'd like to see that sort of thing or you just want to do another straight draft. Um. Yeah. Thanks for talking through this with me, uh, Ollie.
1: Yes, it's been good fun. Um, kind of like a a wrap up of like a whole year worth of Britress, kind of. <laughs> it's it felt like a bit of a whistle stop tour.
2: Yeah, that's
1: uh, it's, uh,
2: like like we kind of hinted broadly and totally unsubtly at the end of uh the the actual draft last year the the reason we do the draft is so we can talk about guys we don't necessarily always get a chance to talk about but also talk about the strength of the UK scene as a whole and um it w- it was nice here to be able to kind of do a little bit of a retrospective on a lot of the guys and kind of look back and see how much guys have improved in the last year like um yeah it'd be cool to see how high up brooks gets drafted um, considering he was what, like uh no like yeah. yeah, ninth round pick. Um, Banks was a seventh round pick. Uh Volta was second round, he's probably moving up to first. Dreisker was what, uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelfth round. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of guys moving up quite a bit. Stuff.
1: And it also kind of marks our second anniversary of doing the podcast, so It's nice for that perspective as well
2: Yeah, yeah I'm not quite sure what number we're on But I I know we're right around 50 Nearly 50 This will be episode 48 So uh, I think the draft will then end up 51 When we do it Celebrating
1: 51 episodes Yeah,
2: what a a lovely round Um, (laughs) (laughs) Double odd number Yeah yeah, so this has ended up going way longer than we expected. We we kind of said at the beginning, uh, it'll probably end up around half an hour. I think with <laughs> editing, this one will probably go a little bit over an hour and a half, although I will try and pull it together a little bit, because I know I did ramble at some points. It's a habit you get into when you get out of the habit of uh, podcasting. Although I rambled when I was on podcast regularly anyway, and I'm doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, everyone,
0: thanks for listening and here it comes again, lunch.